what if I told you that partnerships and collaborations were a trap? How would you respond to that? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. This is your host, Manuel Godoy from Black Sands, and this is the ultimate guide to self-publishing. Let me tell you about a novel that I had to kill, you know, back in like 2017. It was crazy. So um, a long time ago, I had written a beautiful novel, right? Uh, it, was, it was amazing. And I had a co-writer with it. And I came up with this good idea that I would pay him, you know, roughly a dollar per copy, right? If I sold a copy, I'd give him a dollar. It's basically equaled up to about 10%, right? A 10% commission per book because we were selling them for about $10 at that time. Now, I didn't think nothing of it, right? I was like, cool, it's a good book. It's selling well. Boom, bam. You know, we're doing some good stuff. But eventually, because we were having so much success with that book, I eventually had offers to do wide distribution, right? Get it into stores. And the thing about wide distribution is it's going to cost about a 60% discount, right? Now, you're still going to make money off of that. You're still going to make some money when you're doing wide distribution, but obviously the margins are significantly smaller. Can I afford to give him a dollar every single unit at that discount? Probably not, right? So I said, hey, this is a very simple situation. I have to take a 60% discount, so you should take a 60% discount as well. We're going to sell a heck of a lot more books, right? So we're all going to make a lot more money. And still, whenever we're selling the books directly, you're still going to get your dollar. So it's just going to scale with whatever is going on in the industry. And we had went back and forth on this for like six months, right? But he was like, you know what? After six months of him like basically leading me on, he eventually said, you know what, man? You know, after discussing with the team, there was no team, but he was like, after discussing it with the team, uh, we feel like this deal is a lot better for us than um, that one, right? And I was like, yeah, that's okay, cool. I mean, that's your decision. I can't. I can't stop you on doing that. He was like, good, man. I just, I'm, I'm glad that we could handle this like men, you know, and not have our emotions involved. And I was like, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. We're not going to have our emotions involved at all. You decided that you don't want to adjust the contract after multiple revisions that you requested. And that's cool. That's your team's decision. And my decision was to kill the book. So I won't sell it ever again. So then nobody gets paid. And that's my personal decision. You know, and then he got really mad about that and started cursing me out. And I was like, all right, man, well, I'll see you later. And I just I just dipped and I killed my own book. It was a profitable book. I sold a lot of copies of that book, but I killed it. And the reason why I killed it was very simple. I had the sole authority to sell the book. I was the sole person who owned the book, the copyright. Right. So even though I had to pay a royalty, it was my decision on whether the book sold at all. So if I don't sell anymore ever, then I don't have to pay any more royalties. And I don't have to worry about somebody who could potentially be a threat because he was showing signs of a threat in the future, right? Somebody who, who doesn't want to change a contract simply because of better options, right? There's a better opportunity. He didn't want to take that better opportunity. He'd rather just have more for himself, right? Instead of more for himself and us. Right. So I was like, OK, I don't want to deal with that legality issue in the future. I'm going to kill my book now and get him out of my life. But, you know, maybe that's a little bit too vague. Right. Maybe maybe we need to explain that a little more on what happened. So I'm a contract guy. I love contracts. I get contracts made all the time. 
Uh, and every single business move I do with somebody, especially when it's long term, involves a contract. But this was early. This was like in 2017, 2018, right? So in the contract, it talked about the compensation, right, of a dollar per book. And that was fine. But it also protected me because it did give me absolute control over the product. It gave me absolute ownership of everything. And I could choose to sell it or not sell it. It's my choice. And that right there, that couple of provisions I put in there for absolute authority, it's what saved me from the the amateur mistakes that I made in that contract by giving a flat fee as compensation, by having no scaling. That was my fault. I made a mistake. And the reality is the things that you want to do, right, is always use a percentage when speaking about compensation. Because when we're, when we're paying people, especially royalties or, you know, uh, part of the profits, we need to make sure it's a percentage, all right? We can deal with percentages no matter how much the cost fluctuates, but we can't deal with flat fees. Additionally, always make sure it's net sales. Don't do anything off of gross sales because, you know, your, your numbers are going to change significantly over time. And, you know, always go with net. Net is always the best way. And if you don't have those two things in there, you know, think about that. Because when we start writing, and we're going to start writing next week, when we start writing, we got to make sure that we have contracts with the people that we hire for artists. We want to ensure that if we ever do a partnership with somebody, that we have absolute control. Because if we don't put that in the contract, we might get significantly hammered in the future, which might cost us a lot of money or a lot of opportunity because we don't have absolute authority over the work that we're creating. So I hope you've taken my lesson to heart because my experience is a very normal experience in this game and you might fall for it very early in your career. Another thing that I would like to say for people who are basically getting labor that was a laborer. He was a co-writer. So he's a laborer, right? A lot of artists use their portfolio because let's say they've worked at Marvel or something like that. So they use that portfolio to say that they have like, hey, I make $500 a page. But if you give me 10% of sales, I'll drop my, my price down to $350 a page. Now you're thinking, ooh, $150 a page discount? Man, that's going to be a lot of money at the end of this book. Oh, man, that's well worth the 10%. But what you're not understanding is that's a scam. That's 100% a scam. If they're getting paid, they don't need any royalties. You understand? Co-writers need royalties because they're not getting paid most of the time. If they are getting paid, then they don't need royalties because they got paid for their work. You understand? So, so uh, you know, if they're offering a discount in order to get some royalties from you, it's a scam because it might just be their regular rate. They might have just started at a higher rate than what they normally work with, right? And then gave you a discounted rate, where, but they're stealing royalties from you. So just be aware of that in the future, especially if you're planning on hiring people and doing um, comics or children's books. It's very suspicious actions. All right, so now let's go to my second story because the second story has much bigger implications than the first. We just covered ownership, right? Ownership. That was, I had ownership and it protected me from a very sticky situation with somebody who could potentially sue me in the future if they didn't like their royalty payments, right? So ownership saved me in that situation. But now let's talk about partnerships. Partnerships is where you come to the table and you think that the other person is coming to the table with just as much to lose as you, who brings intangibles just like you, 
right? And it's going to be a significant reason why you will succeed. You believe that, right? You believe that. But I want to tell you now, you have to be very careful with partnerships because partnerships means that somebody's going to own something basically in perpetuity. There's no real time limit on partnerships. So if you go into, let's say, a project and you say we're 50-50 partners, that 50% is gone forever. You're never getting it back. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about this, when you do something like that, is what's to guarantee that the person that said they were going to do X, Y, and Z is actually going to do it, right? Especially if they're not the financier. If you're the person who's paying for things, if you're the person who has to provide the most capital, there is absolutely never a situation where you should do a partnership with somebody. If you're providing the capital, they should just be an employee, period. That's the way it should be because I'm going to tell you about a situation that got me in a little trouble, right? And I've had many situations like this. And that's why nowadays I'm pretty freaking strong when it comes to contracts and I don't argue. I don't renegotiate. I'm pretty heavy-handed when it comes to contracts because I've had bad experiences in the past, right? So let me tell you about this one, right? Uh, so we had I had a partnership with one of my people that I've worked with in the past, uh, and basically, we were 50-50 pro- um, partners on a specific project, right? A project that I eventually killed because uh, it was basically never going to get finished. It was never going to get finished no matter what we did, no matter how much money we put into it. It just seemed like it would never end. So I said, you know what? I'm going to kill this, right? Now, this person was tied in to more than just this project. It was the future of that kind of median period. They were partners in me in this field of my company, Forever, regardless if they ever finished the actual project or not. Now, obviously, I assume that that meant that they had to do the original, you know, deliverable. But that wasn't the case. Legally, it wasn't the case. Why? Because in the partnership paperwork, what I did mistakenly was I put in the paperwork his responsibilities, right? So there was responsibilities on there for both me and my partner. The problem with that is, though, is that responsibilities are not hard deliverables. You're not actually putting a deliverable on there that would allow you to separate from them if they mess up. And most people do not do that. It's like when you hire somebody as human resources. Hey, you're going to be my human resources officer. Do they have a deliverable in that contract saying that they're not a human resources officer? No. It doesn't say they're going to have um, 12 employees they have to manage at any time, right? They have to recruit eight new employees every single two weeks. doesn't say anything. Most of the time, it's just your core responsibilities as that position. The problem, though, is this. An employee can be released at any time, but a partner cannot. So we always make that mistake of saying what a partner's responsibility is, but not the hard deliverables. And that was a situation I was in. I didn't put the hard deliverables in there. So guess what happened? When I wanted to separate from this person, they said, I'm working on it. What are you talking about? And my lawyer told me, technically, this contract doesn't state. It's not like you don't have a good case. You'll probably win. But the whole point is because you didn't put any specifics in the actual contract, even though they made these statements in public, they could drag this out. This can be dragged out for a while. So at the end of the day, I went and I made a financial decision to get rid of them, right, by settling in order to have my freedom back. 
right? Because I was like, you know, I don't want this guy slowing me down. I've had so many contracts that I had to kill because people were just bad actors. And I was like, this is just another one. I'm just going to have to eat this loss and I'm going to move forward because I still have 100% ownership of everything if I do this right. And once I got free of that, I just moved on. I didn't think of it. I didn't get bitter. I didn't try to get revenge, none of that stuff, because I knew that I technically made a mistake. I left it too open-ended. I made it way too open-ended. I trusted the other party, and it wasn't the right thing to do. And, you know, that's something that we're going to fall for all the time. There's going to be a lot of people who's going to charm you, who's going to tell you about all the amazing things they can do for you. All you got to do is sign this contract with them for three or four years. <laughs> it's like it's like if you know you can do x y and z you don't need that much time to do it but we as the people who are looking to get rich one day as the people who are looking to get big one day we'll see things that are not there we'll see what we want to see and i'm just letting you know now there's some hard rules that you need to apply when you're making agreements with people so let's go through them right the lessons that we need to learn from this situation about the partnerships is this. Never do partnerships because they're just not worth it. Real talk. Just don't do it. There's no reason to pay whoever you have to pay to get stuff done. If they want to come in, come in for a very limited time. All right. A very limited time. And do not give exclusivity for long periods. A year max should be exclusivity clause if somebody's really good. But definitely not in perpetuity, all right? Be careful about that. Make sure you have a really strong understanding of how long they're exclusive and definitely don't give them any ownership. Now, the other part of it, never pay royalties, right? This is something that also goes with the first story we told. Never pay royalties to someone who's actually getting paid as well. So an artist should never get royalties because they get paid per page, so why should they get royalties, right? They already took money out of your pocket. You know, they, they don't have to worry about anything else. If they need more money, they should charge more. But they don't get royalties from you. Never. And then in our contracts, whenever we're working, whether we're working with partners or whether we're working with employees, always specify the work due and the timetable. Because if we don't do that, then in the future, let's say you want to get rid of them and they, you know, do some barking then uh, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time getting rid of them because you don't have clear like breaches in the contract that you have set up already. Like if you set up some really strict stuff in your contract, you can literally end the contract so fast and it's not even funny no matter how long it's been. But if it's open-ended, they can drag that out for months. And technically, if you could go across the wrong judge, you could lose. Right. If you go to the wrong judge, you just had a bad day that day and it, it can care less about your evidence. They're going to be like, you guys are partners. Work it out <laughs> and then send you back home. So just be careful about that. All right. And lawyers are very expensive. You kind of want to make sure you pay for your lawyer up front to give you beautiful contracts instead of paying for your lawyer to deal with legal issues in the back end. Because I'll tell you right now, I had a... Um, it was a two-month engagement with my lawyers to deal with one of these issues, and it cost me over $20,000 just to handle the legal issues of a breach in the contract. 20 k just for the lawyers. <laughs> so uh, don't do that. Get good contracts at the beginning, $1,000, $2,000. Tell your lawyer exactly what you need in your contracts. Always have them drafted up if it's ever a big deal. Never, never let the person who's coming in 
as a minority partner send you the initial draft. Never. You don't, you should never get the initial draft from them. Your lawyer makes the initial draft, and they can make some adjustments to it, but your lawyer makes the initial draft because you're the person providing most of the capital and the IP. Never let them provide the initial draft of any agreement. All right? Now, let's talk about some action steps, right? I know it's Friday. Everybody's ready to go and do some things this weekend. So uh, next week, we're going to start writing. We're going to start writing on Monday. We're going to be doing log lines, okay? So that means we need to know who we're writing for so we can write amazing log lines and eventual summaries and beat sheets to make stories that are going to sell. I didn't say stories that are great. I said stories that are going to sell, okay? So that's what we're going to be focusing on next week. So it's going to be more creative, less legal. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys need a break. You need a break from legal for a bit so you can start um, really getting that energy going. So we're going to work us on that. Actionable steps, 100%, is pay people in the first few years. You know, you can do royalties later on, but it's not worth it early in the game. Early in the game, you don't really have a reputation. So just pay people in your first few years. Never give royalties to artists, ever. And their discount is not worth it, so just hire someone else. If they, if they really try to sell you on this discount they're giving you for a royalty, just go to someone else, man. It's like, it's like dealing with like a timeshare person. They'll be like, oh, you can get it for half price. You're like, no, I don't want the timeshare. Right, just leave. Just leave. Number two, always have absolute control, voting power, and anything else that can undermine rights to the property in the future. So every contract you ever make, every agreement you ever make, make sure that you have full commercial use and ownership of this property throughout the world. That is the kind of language you need to have in every single contract you make, 100%. You have absolute control, absolute ownership. They are providing a service. They do not own it. They are not a copyright holder, nothing. You own the copyrights. Make sure it's in every contract you have. And if they bark or if they tell you about some standard in the industry, you say, all right, I'm going to someone else. Have a great day. And watch them go and tell you, okay, I could do that for you. But by then, fire them anyway. Don't do business with anybody who says, oh, this is how it's done. And then when you go and walk away, they go and say, Oh, wait a minute. I can remove that because basically what they were doing was they were trying to bluff you. They were trying to bluff you and most likely scam you. And if anybody does that, never say, oh, I got a better deal out of them. No, you didn't get a better deal out of them. You got the deal that was available. They were trying to screw you at first. So protect yourself. All right. So prepare to start working on Monday. Monday is going to be a very important day for you guys. Because we're going to be doing log lines for all the creators out there. I'm going to make it neutral, right? So all the people who are following me who aren't going to ever write a book ever in their life, it's still going to be a relevant lesson for you as well. Because while they're making log lines for their stories, you guys are going to be making your mission statement for your business. You understand? Log line is just like a mission statement. It's a clear idea for what your company does and what it represents. All right. That's the same thing as the log line. Log line is going to tell you 
who the main character is and what they represent in the story. That's what a great log line is going to cover. And that's what a great mission statement for a company is going to do. So I'm going to cover both of those things on Monday. Okay. So you guys have a great day. Remember rate us on Apple podcast. That's super important. And please tell your friends. All right. I want to get another 200 subscribers by Monday. Can you guys do that for me? I would appreciate that. We're also back on Google podcast. Now they just approved us. So you can get us on Google podcasts, Apple and Spotify. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend and let's kick some butt on Monday. Black Sands out. Thank you.